0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McKrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
1: Ask me! Ask Eliza anything, it's time. In the middle of this pandemic, second wave, phase two, deep dive, pandemic, (laughs) double penetrate, double pandemic. (laughs) You guys, you have not wavered nor faltered in your allegiance to this podcast. We appreciate it. We love that you are here, that you engage with our lovely sponsors, and we love that you keep writing in questions, throwing your futures into the abyss hurling your questions into the void, hoping hoping that the net of answers known as Emily's right hand <laughs> will swipe across. We got answers though, and uh, we're here to do it. We're here to give you these. I know I should have like a little preamble at the top, so I will say this is going to be a couple of weeks later, but thank you for watching me. Guest host, Jimmy Kimmel, I had the best time. Uh, it's no secret. I've always wanted to host Late Night. And I know that they re-aired the episode, which was great. Mm-hmm. So thanks for making all those bots that pretended to like me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, this is coming out not too far from from real time. And thanks for writing those questions for my mom's episode. We're
1: having a lot of fun. We're answering
2: questions. I'm helping you. Damn. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> me shut this door. I am... Um... Yeah. People commented on your mom's episode and they were like, she's so well-spoken. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I also love, wait, I don't think we've addressed this on the podcast. When we posted for questions, we used a picture from the Eliza Schlesinger sketch show where you your mom is in the sketch yes. and you are dressed up to be identical to her, right? Yes. They give you a wig. Yes. You're wearing the same clothes and people are like, God, you guys look so similar. You had a I had a wig on and an identical shirt. A wig always does it.
1: Yes, a wig always does it. Uh, weirdly, I remember when I did semester at sea, um, and there's this, like tradition when you cross the equator, you shave your head. I was like, oh, okay, hard pass, because um, the world is flat,
2: so it's like, where is the equator? Uh,
1: but all these kids shave their heads. Fun fact: when a bunch of white people shave their heads, really hard to tell them apart. Yeah, <laughs> who
2: knew. Yeah, I feel like I got a
1: lumpy head under here. So I don't, I feel like it grows back several inches, like, um, like a, like a horizontal cone head. (laughs) My head, like it looks like your skin was just blown back. Oh, (laughs) you have so (laughs) much hair.
2: It's all sticking out because it just, it's skull all the way back. Yeah, like alien. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Alien knob. All right, we're ready for your questions. We're armed with opinions and mildly informed notions. Kick it.
2: All right. Taylor asks, hi, Eliza, baby arm, and Tianfu. I just wanted to know how you typically deal with inconsiderate people. I am at my neighborhood pool where I go to tan and recently I've been trying to swim laps and get more exercise. This particular pool is 18 and up and while many use it to relax and drink and chill, it's officially called the lap pool because it's typically for people to swim laps in. When I got here, there was a group of four older women spread out in a large circle, jumping in place with their little water aerobics weights while just chatting with each other. There was no room to swim by them so they were taking up the whole pool. And it's not like this is a scheduled aerobics class. I tanned for a little bit and waited until they had somewhat migrated to the side and then started my laps. Even while I was swimming in a straight line on one side of the pool, they would migrate back into my space. So I decided to just do stationary kicks on one side of the pool. Other people who had obviously come to swim laps entered the pool to join in and I had to settle for just swimming the width of the pool instead of the length because these ladies were still taking up the whole space. I tried staring at them and shaking my head in disbelief, but that didn't work. Oh, you don't want to be that one. Finally, I gave up and went back to my pool chair. I realize this is a fleeting frustration and will be over by the time you see this, but it made me want to ask, how would you deal with situations like this, especially with older people who think they're entitled to take up as much space as they want without concern for people around them? sorry for the long message, but I'm quite right, ridiculously all right, all right. Okay. angered.
1: Got it. Uh, first of all,
2: love you guys.
1: First of all, stop tanning. It's, it's just not good for you. Stop tanning. Uh, second of all, um, you know, I don't know in a reverse situation, if you were like hanging out with your friends, if you, would be, if you would be that cognate of the person doing laps, I would wonder if there's a way to get those ropes, like the, the pool ropes, just to rope just off one, one lane, lane yeah. to make it super clear. I also think if it's known, I mean, I understand it's called the lap pool. I don't know if it's like a weird shape, If you showed up, I'm just saying, playing devil's advocate, like Mm -hmm. in a bikini and you're tanning, first of all, I think you're in a bikini because no one, if you're tanning in a one piece, I mean, maybe it's just a little weird. It might not be readily apparent that you are there to swim laps. If it looked like you were just like making lounging and dipping. So no one would think that you show up with your goggles and everything. Regardless, you want to do those laps. It might be like basketball courts, like first come first serve, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey ladies, I just wanted to swim some laps. So I just... You know, just saying that because there's the Mm -hmm. version where they're like, you'd have to be a monster to be like, no, fuck you. There's our pool. And if they say no, just be like, okay. And then you get to be holier than thou. Don't ever be the person that just shakes their head. Nobody sees it. You're going to hurt yourself and you look like a crazy person.
2: I would think that the pool, if it's like a a public-ish pool, that they have some weird storage locker that has a couple of ropes that you can ask them to get one out. Also, whenever I would go to the pool, this is like an adult pool, but when I would go to the pool... There was 15 minutes of adult swim every hour. They named Where, a whole network after it. Well, they had to take the kids out so that the adults could swim laps and kids weren't just going just berserk in there. I just think that you
1: know at the lap pool, if if you can't reach out to someone to see if you can get a rope put up and there's no designated hour, you also don't want to be the asshole that's like, gotta swim laps right through what you're doing. Yeah. It's, it's tough. So either stand up for yourself, mm-hmm. write to your local senator to get that <laughs> rope put up, or- just realize, just resign yourself to the fact that you weren't really going to swim that many laps and you're probably fine doing them width wise.
2: Well, and usually the people doing the water aerobics get there at a certain time. I mean, it sounds like it's not a specific class, but you might just have to mix up the time that you go.
1: Yeah, or just stand up for yourself or just like show that you're doing that, you know, incorporate some flip turns, show that you're doing something. Some people mm-hmm. don't even, they don't realize it. And I doubt you were swimming so many laps that they were like, oh, we better get out of the way. Uh-huh. Because there's a woman in a bikini with tanning oil everywhere. <laughs> so that's it. It comes down to stand up for yourself or 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 die. Hmm. Kick it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already struggling stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an L.A. thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash Eliza. I'm busy.
2: Anonymous, hi, Liza. Just recently found your podcast. been binging it while working from home. I've got some wedding family drama that I would love to hear your input on. Oh, boy. My fiance, male, and I, female. We're planning. Thank on- you,
1: because no one ever tells <laughs> us, and I'm like, I can usually suss
2: out when it's two girls, but like, you never know, it's a dude and a chick. We're planning on getting married in September, but then 2020 turned into one giant dumpster fire. We are still getting married on our original date, a small gathering of immediate family and our bridal party, and postponing the big party to next year. My stepsister, 23, has started to cause some serious drama with our family. She impulsively decided to move across the country for the second time in less than a year to marry a man that. She She hardly knows during the middle of a pandemic. The only way we found out about this plan was through shared iCloud photos since her iPad uses the same account that's linked to my dad's phone. Cool. She sounds like she's (laughs) set for life and she's really doing great. I already told her that she was not- Also, don't use iCloud. (laughs) Don't use iCloud. Don't use iCloud. (laughs) iCloud. Sign out. Here's the thing. If you need to buy an external hard drive, drag and drop things onto it you can set up an external drive that will automatically update. Even using a Dropbox plan that you pay for is better than iCloud. Do not use
1: iCloud. It will get hacked as it has before mm-hmm. and you're just a sitting duck mm-hmm. and Apple's going to be like, fuck you, we're Apple. Yep. Do not use iCloud.
2: Yep. I already told her that she was not allowed to come back for our gathering in September. I can't risk the health and safety of my other friends and family that are immunocompromised just for her to be there. This whole situation has me debating on whether to keep her as a bridesmaid in my wedding. If I do, should I try and find someone to replace her or just leave the party as is? I would love to hear your thoughts and advice. Uh, She sounds like a real
1: pill. Sounds mm. like a real head case. Uh, leave it as is. It's already small. This is already not going to be, the important part is that you're marrying the person that you love. Um, it's not going to be, happiness is not going to be compounded by like an extra woman wearing like a taffeta yellow dress. So skip it. Uh, she's You love her and you'll see her at the party, but for health reasons, like you just can't have that. People think look, but I'm just quarantining with Bob. And it's like, well, where does Bob go? Yeah. So that's it. You don't have to think twice about it. Plus it's your wedding. These are the rules. And that's that. Yep. She shouldn't be flinging herself back and forth for funsies anyway.
2: No, and she is clearly, you cannot trust her to be safe.
1: So uh, that's it. She obviously is a
2: crazy person. She has an iCloud account. She's out. Don't <laughs> replace her. It's fine. She has. She's using her dad's iCloud no. account. What's happening You know there? what? Let her look at the wedding photos on that shared iCloud account. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She'll be in the loop after.
2: Okay. Hi, everyone. Love the pod. Eliza, I need your help. Advice slash a script. Something to combat my overbearing mother. Background on my mother, she is half Jewish. Her mom is Jewish, half Catholic. So her guilt game is on point. She lives in Dallas. I live in Durham. I'm 35 and have two children. My mother constantly refers to them as her children and gives me parenting advice. She calls slash FaceTimes with them five times a week and gets mad at me when the kids don't want to talk. She sends me articles, links, all kinds of stuff about my kids' diet, what I should be feeding them, how diet can impact your health. I'm a trained chef with a nutrition background. I've Feed my kids properly. I don't think two Oreos after dinner will damn them to type two diabetes later in life. She, is it too is it too double stuffed? She
1: implies <laughs> two novelty size, double stuff Christmas fun packs.
2: She implies that my daughter is overweight. She's oh. not. She falls in the normal BMI for her height, no, but she has a overweight. round face. That's overweight.
1: And a if big you're, butt. if you're having to say she falls in the normal, it means
2: she's overweight. She is beautiful, but my mom keeps it. on about because it. That's
1: also a word.
2: My poor eight-year-old asked me if she was fat. (laughs) My poor eight-year-old is huge. (laughs) Asked me if she was fat and it broke my heart. My mom also is constantly on me about my housekeeping. For their last visit, I had a professional cleaning company the day they arrived. My mom still walked in my house, saw something wrong, and started cleaning while giving me disappointed looks. I know she loves me and my kids, but my kids don't respect me when she's around. She's clearly alpha female and that should be my role when it comes to my home and my kids. So how do we- It's so
1: tough because your mom, obviously, I mean, I'm assuming she's a normal person. Like she obviously loves and cares. There is a version of this where your children are overweight and you live in North Carolina. So the standards for what's overweight and people just take this with a grain of salt for what's overweight and what's not, you know, Dallas is home of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Like it's a, it's like a Southern California. It's a Southern Los Angeles. Uh, and here in Los Angeles, everyone's anorexic. So, um, a female comic, she's an everyone with interregs, but it's true, the standards for what's thin and what's not. By the way, I'm in pretty good shape and I look at myself all the time and I'm like, oh my God, like I think you're too big for the camera and that's just part of being a girl and the slow car crash that is looking at yourself on camera in, in an industry like this. That being said, there is a version that your kids maybe are overweight and your mom is looking out for them. I don't know what your kids look like. Let's say that they're not. Let's say that they're truly not, Okay you need to sit with your mom and explain to her that she's going to give the kids a complex. You have to set up the rules for your mom.
2: Even if they are overweight, I think the grandma coming in and telling them that they're fat is not helping anyone.
1: It's not helping anyone because nobody ever wants to hear that. And also like, what's an eight-year-old going to possibly do? Uh, It's tough because, you know, and also, yes, you can be like a little chunky and some people naturally are. I don't know what they look like. And even if I did, like it wouldn't be for me to comment. Um, I think this more comes down to Your mom's never going to change. So you have to just change the way that you react to it. And maybe you, it's tough. You have, you can, you'll say to your mom over and over, like, please don't do X, Y, and Z, but she'll still do it. Um, And that's just, I think maybe she, I wonder if she lives alone. And I wonder if that's part of it.
2: Well, I think if she's going to keep doing that, you say, okay, you can't FaceTime with my kids because you're telling them nonsense when I'm not around. You know, yeah. I think have a real conversation with her. Mm-hmm.
1: and and use the information you have to be like, they are not overweight. I'm sorry that that's the way you see it, but you're hurting their feelings and mm-hmm. they won't tell you that. This is how I want to raise my kids and it's too much. You have to stop. Otherwise, I'm going to have to limit the amount of interaction. Try to try to get what it is, the where she's coming from and like what the root of it is. Maybe she was overweight growing up. Maybe you were overweight growing up and she doesn't want your kids to go through any bullying that you faced, you know? Hopefully, it's all coming from a place of love, but um. It is, you know, they're your kids. You birthed them, mm-hmm. you or you bought them. And it's up to you to parent them. And that is also up to you to decide how you react to what your mother says. I
2: would make sure that that the being kids- said, it all sounds brutal. <laughs> I would make sure that the kids know that they can come to you and that they don't have to talk to her five times a week because it sounds like she's probably trying to guilt them. Five times a week is too that's much. That's so, five FaceTimes a week. That's so much. Let the kids know that that whatever they're comfortable with, you'll facilitate, but they don't owe grandma anything. You know, you need to be the go-between. I think your mom sounds a little lonely. Hmm. So maybe address that. Okay, yeah. Okay. Hi, Eliza it's Very complex.
1: As we're answering it, I'm like, I don't know. This sounds like a lot to unpack. Kick
2: it. Right. Hi, Eliza and Emily. Love the podcast and all the Netflix specials. Can't wait to see you once COVID allows. One of my best friends since high school is getting married soon, and I am one of the bridesmaids. We are both 26 years old, and although she has a job, I am finishing up veterinary school this year and still rely on my parents for financial help. And use my dad's iCloud account. <laughs> the wedding expenses for the bridesmaids have been adding up, and between the dress, hair, makeup, bridal shower, bachelorette party, and a wedding gift, it's going to cost me around a thousand dollars. This is also the first wedding I've been to as an adult, so I'm not sure what the average cost is, but this seems a bit crazy. I'm embarrassed that I cannot afford this. So I decided to be an adult and brought it up to her saying that I want to be part of her wedding. And that I obviously will give what I can and help her help make her feel special for her big day. But I cannot afford all of this. She got upset when I was really looking for her to be an understanding friend. I've already confronted her. So I guess I'm just looking for an outside perspective on this situation. Friends are fucking bitch.
1: Yeah. And because my advice was going to be like, just talk to your friend and tell her about the money thing you will meet. And I've talked about this when women get married and I hate the bridezilla thing, but like people just get blinders on, they get wedding blinders on and they say, and do horrible things. And brides and grooms are not excluded Typically not grooms excluded from this. You know, she's under a lot of pressure. All she's seeing is this is my day. There's a pandemic going on. I want it to be, first of all, she shouldn't be getting married now and having a party, but okay, let's say she is, uh, I want it to be special. I can't believe you're in the way, and it's you're seeing kind of her true colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys? Do they live in the same city?
2: It sounds like it, but it's just with bre- breast dress.
1: What is wrong with you? <laughs>
2: dress, hair, makeup. Here's but here's the other
1: thing. You said yes to being a bridesmaid, and at 26, you should know that involves paying for a hair, a hair dress gift. Party like it is an expensive thing. And so, you know, she might be frustrated because you said yes. And now that you're like halfway down the road, you can't do it. That being said, who says a bridesmaid has to be at and do everything. I didn't have my sister at my bachelorette party, but she was still a bridesmaid, you know? Mm -hmm. So the important thing really should be is that you're there to like facilitate Uh, that day for her. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a way you can like set up something that day, or you can run point for them that day or something. But if she's, there's something about the way you're saying she, her reaction that makes me feel like you're not giving me the whole picture.
2: I don't know. I mean, I think some people don't realize how much a thousand dollars is to other people. Like, I'm saying she's saying she's like, and she got mad, but I'm not getting any details about that. So it
1: also feels like it feels like the conversation never finished. Mm. so I'm wondering what the end of that conversation was or what you decided to do, but that's just, you know, you don't have the money. You did agree, so that is a little shitty, that you agreed and you got this far, or are you saying you, uh, you?
2: she asked you and you're now realizing it and you haven't gotten that far? I think it sounds like she was asked and now she's like, realized, like wait, they're saying they're doing the bachelorette party at Disney World well, and they the say that they're and you're like, wait a second.
1: Right, so you don't, and you can say to her, like, I don't want to be the reason you don't get to have this amazing thing, so- mm. You know, I'd love to send flowers. I just can't afford to go. And if she's mean about that, I would just bow out of the wedding and and cut this girl out of your life.
2: Because (sighs) it's it's a big difference of if she wants you there and she's worried or if it's like, but we wanted another person so that we could split the cost and it would be cheaper for us. And then you're just like, you're just a meal ticket. Exactly. And that's, yeah. That's not cool. So you should have come to Jesus. Yeah you gotta do what's get. good. Especially, I mean, during a pandemic, people got to be understanding if you're like, guess what? I can't afford a big blowout wedding, you maniac. In general, like, I fully realized that I have more money
1: than my friends. And mm-hmm. so I was very like, whatever they do is fine.
2: Right, and right. They pulled together
1: and they did something fine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> And when we go to a oh, nice establishment like Barton G's, you pick up the tab. I asked you if you wanted to go. I know. You took me oh, what's I that? it. What's
1: that? I never drink wine, but you want to take me wine tasting? Thanks, ladies. Is Kick that it. what you
2: did? Mm-hmm. I brought oh, vodka.
1: I don't remember that part of it. It was just very like... It was sweet, but it was very like...
2: I think it's just, you probably, it's like you Google, like, what do we do? They we rented do? this
1: like beautiful house and it's not their fault that it rained. So you're kind of like, oh, yeah. but Inside, it was a really yeah. cool house. Um, and barring out one of them being a total bitch and having drama that night with her like ex-boyfriend uh, or boyfriend, it was, uh, it was fine. Boy, oh
2: boy. <laughs> Highlights, a huge fan of you and all you advocate for. My boyfriend and I have been dating for over four years. He is from Utah, not Mormon. And I am from California.
1: Hi, can I just say this? Obviously, I don't have a problem. There's every religion has like its weird side. Every religion. I, having watched Sister Wives, yeah. from what I gather, like those people seem lovely and I actually don't have a problem with any of it as long as your rights aren't being limited. Women Mm -hmm. are still being allowed to be educated and aren't being raped. Mm -hmm. As long as everyone's going into something with open eyes, like those kids seem loved. Yeah. I mean, whatever you think about the religion, every religion is silly. So, yeah. the Mormon thing and they always seem so like well-mannered and clean-cut and I don't I don't have the same visceral reaction to Mormonism as maybe I do other religions. I mean, maybe that's cuz I didn't grow up around them. Mm-hmm. Um but that doesn't even, like I think it's weird that no woman has like multiple husbands. I think that's really rooted in like slut-shaming and biblical issues. But like if they're and by the way, that dude Cody, like, oh my my wavy, wavy, gravy lettuce hair. If those women are happy, you know. But I don't think you can make that decision on like 19. But anyway, it doesn't bother me. As long as the kids are safe and healthy and everyone's got their eyes
2: open. I had a moment. I I I'm friends with a guy who I met in college and he I, I posted something on my Instagram like, oh, I wanna. Mormon Mary, so and it like two people? Like, I don't remember. It was like some, like 10 years ago and he reached out to me privately and he was like, actually, I'm a member of the, the church of LDS or whatever the Mormon, it's like LSD, Latter- LDS, Latter-day, Latter-day Saints, Saints. LSD. He's like, and you know, and and polygamy is not a part of most of it, and so I just want to educate. And he reached out in such like a kind way that I still think about it and feel shame. It's not that's the thing. It's
1: like an offshoot, and it's like associated with it forever. But like in general, like no, I don't want anyone knocking on my door trying to convert me. Uh, That's more of a
2: Jehovah's deal. Do Mormons not do that? They maybe they do, but they're just not. Only if you're in Utah, I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, but I don't care if someone's Mormon. Yeah, we're probably not going to get married. No, but we, I think it's, they, they specified it. Cause we've had a few people who are like, Hey, I'm Mormon. I've never like seen a man. And now I have a boyfriend. What do I do? Like we've had it a is, few of those. It does those. seem like a stifling. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Okay. So this person, not Mormon and the boyfriend from Utah, they're from California. Okay. When, when we graduated from college, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. I know what San Luis Obispo. I've done shows there. I have a nice time. There's a bakery right there. I go to. Graduated two years ago. He agreed to stay with me in California for now and be closer to my family until we decided it is the right time to be married. Then once married, I'd be willing to move to Utah to be closer to his family. No, you wouldn't. Now, no his no construction way. job in Sacramento was closing and I just bought a house. He tells me yesterday that he may get sent to Washington for his next job, which would be a two to three year project. Oof. Is it wrong for me to ask him to stay? I want him to be able to accomplish his dreams. But after already dating for four years, I was kind of hoping we were getting closer to getting married, not a long distance relationship. Plus, I just bought a house. I can't pick everything up and move right now as I've been progressing in my career as well. Thanks for any input. What is he, just construction? Yeah. But here's my first question is she's saying like, I was ready to move. And why did you buy the house? Like you are already not ready to move. You kind of
1: want it your way.
2: Which is fair. And I get not wanting to move with him when you are not married, but you were not, what were you going to do? You were going to ask him to stay here regardless because you bought a house. Okay, hold on.
1: You've been dating for four years. Over four years. I think it's maybe time to get married. It's kind of like shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Um, I think if your career is progressing, you're moving and you're doing good girl. Like you're doing mm-hmm. the thing. Like you, you're looking out for yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he does for a living. If you went to Cal Paul in your construction is probably some sort of like
2: engineer or something. Right. And the fact that he's getting sent on a two to three year project in Washington, maybe it's not confirmed yet, but a project in Washington. Had you not bought
1: the house, would you be willing to move to Washington? I think you guys need to sit down and have a talk about like what actually is in your future. You know, just because you bought a house, I mean, you can always sell the house, but I don't think that you want to leave. And I think if there's a version where he can find another job nearby, also like, let's say you were married. yeah, Let's say you bought the house and you were married and he's like, I took this gig. How inconsiderate is that for you? So right. I think you need to have a come to Jesus with him about his priorities and his goals. And do, does he want to get married?
2: And is this a job where he's going to be moving every two to three years? And also, is this
1: fly in and out of Washington or is this like live? I don't know what kind of gig that would be, like live in Washington, considering everyone can do everything remote. remotely. So I think you need to talk to him because I don't know how old you, how old you are, but if you've bought a house and you've been dating for four years, I think-
2: Graduated from college two years ago. So let's say like 24, 26.
1: Okay. And- yeah, maybe this isn't the relationship. You've mm-hmm. been in for so long, so
2: right. Out. What's the plan? <laughs> What's the plan here? Yeah, you gotta talk to him. Okay, but it's not wrong to want to stay in your house and no. keep your career. No. But maybe that's not with especially him, especially when his seems so impermanent. Right. Hi, Lies Emily, and Sweet and Tiny chamfu. I am twenty-one. She's so
1: sweet and tiny. you a sweet girl. Sleeping right now.
2: I'm 21 and just graduated SUNY Oswego with my BA in English and creative writing with a minor in linguistics. Mm -hmm. I am currently living at home with my parents in Fira Bush, small town outside Albany, New York, and continuing to waitress until I land a real job, which is a struggle right now with everything going on. Anyways, my parents are older and conservative. Dad's 73 and mom's 60. Our beliefs- not that old. 60 is not old. (laughs) No. Okay, cool. Is it weird that my parents are the exact same age- Mm-mm.
1: Noah and I are the same age. You are. He's a little bit older, but within like, the same year.
2: Yeah. But he's a little older. For a couple months a of longer. the year, we're the same yeah. age. Mm. No, I think it's nice. <laughs> but I always see these other couples, and the parents are like, one's 80 and one's 50. And they're like, we met when we were. It's 12, not one's and 80 and 30. one's 50. It's the dad is 80, the mom's yeah. 50. It's never the other way. Yeah. Dad 73 and Mom 60, our beliefs have clashed a lot since George Floyd and all that has followed. I support the BLM movement, have donated to multiple organizations, including Campaign Zero, but want to continue to show my support by attending... Protests. I doubt you will get this question in time, but my parents have now. Whoops, we didn't. It's still helpful, but my parents have now threatened to kick me out and stop supporting me if I go to protest. They claim it's because they're concerned for my safety and safety of our family. Using COVID-19 as an excuse, even though they were going to the store, Lowe's tractor supply and shit this whole time. Anyways, my question, do I call their bluff and risk getting kicked out to attend the protests, or continue to find other ways to support that somehow don't offend my racist parents?
1: A uh, couple things. One, there's also the version where you just don't tell your parents because you're probably not going to change their minds. It'd be nice if you did. You can go to a protest and not say anything. I understand the safety thing, mm-hmm. but especially since they probably watch the news that's saying, oh, it's mayhem. I remember being afraid, hearing that same rhetoric, and I went to prove to myself, like, no, people can act in a rational manner. And they could, and it was safe and it was fine. The COVID thing, I understand. However, the spike in COVID-19 doesn't have to do with the protesters. Your parents probably don't want to hear that either. So if it were, would that it were just a safety thing or a COVID-19 thing, I would understand that. Part of me, look, this narrative that because you care about someone else and somebody else's circumstances, which of course feed into your own, you know, like if, if a group of people are oppressed, like that still doesn't look good for all of humanity— you know, we'll donate money and people will be like, you need to donate your whole salary. Like you're not doing enough. And those are insane people. You do what you can. And it sounds like you've got this degree, you're working and you need a roof over your head because you're in search of this job. These are things that you need. These are like basic necessities. And if it really is a threat, it doesn't sound like they'd kick you out because I don't see how they're worried for your health and safety yet they would kick you out. So it, it seems more that they're not like down with BLM um, or any of that. Uh, it's okay not to do everything. Mm-hmm. You donated, you probably have done more than most people that you know, and you went to a protest. You don't have, to, I went to some protests and I looked at people who were like really into these protests that were just like hanging out with their friends on some days. Like you can take a break. You going or not going to that protest, I I get it if it's like a thousand people, it matters, but like it doesn't matter. What matters is combating that racism and being anti-racist every day. What matters is who you vote for and the way you treat people and the articles that you share with people. These are implementing it in real ways versus Mm -hmm. being just another body. And it's great that you wanted to go, but uh, setting it all on fire, all of your health and safety and your stability when no one's doing that for you. (laughs) So just think twice if they're truly are. I mean, your parents sound awful uh,
2: and like Mm -hmm. hypocrites. I mean, they are also in a risk group for... COVID and they shouldn't be going to Lowe's in the tractor store like there's a lot of things that should be going on but they're not wrong to, to not want you out and about and then coming home and breathing on them like and I then get protests that. protests
1: are not the end all be all because a lot of people no. go to protests just to be seen at the protests and then it's like I'll just do whatever later so those are protests even though it is an action protests are words and then the actions that follow are what really matter mm-hmm. so there's that but it doesn't matter because you're getting this months later. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, French. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California king. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from and Branch. Go to bowlinbranch.com Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
2: Sorry. Oh, cover your mouth. I did. Oh, man. I covered my entire mouth. I rent a it's unit a- <laughs> anonymous. I rent a unit in a condo I'm throw building. A whole fish in there. <laughs> there is no smoking on balconies, but Wait, owners What? what? <laughs> I rent a unit in a condo building. Okay. There is no smoking on balconies, but owners can smoke inside their unit. Ew. The unit below me insists on smoking on her balcony. I'm very sensitive to smoke. No. And find myself no. constantly closing my windows because her smoke comes in my unit. I've complained to my landlord. She has had the building issue this woman multiple warnings, but she is hell bent on defying them. I'm at a loss with what else to do? I find it so frustrating to come home to a unit that smells like smoke. I should mention that she's a chain smoker who's out there every hour. Oof. If it was once or twice a day, I wouldn't be as bothered, but this is constant. I don't have air conditioning, so I can't close my windows. And I shouldn't have to buy an AC unit you- when I'm not the one breaking the rules I just started documenting every instance and I'm taking pictures of her I feel like such a creeper moving is not an option and aside from her this place is perfect help also I should mention the documentations and pictures are because she insists that she's not going outside but just smoking beside an open window she is breaking the law and
1: she you have an HOA part of the benefit of being in a condo is that there is a board and everything looks uniform for a reason. And you are, I mean, whether you like it or not, you are beholden to those people. Like you can't just paint your door a crazy color. Like you're in an HOA and you've all made this agreement to live together. Mm -hmm. I would bring that up at the next HOA meeting because she is in violation of the rules.
2: Well, and if there's not an HOA and it's just a landlord, send them these pictures. And you, I think, I I understand
1: moving isn't an option, but there might be a version where like you, I, I don't know if this is, why do I feel like this is Canada? Uh, I hate the idea of like threatening to sue, but like she's in breach of contract and that is unsafe. That smoke goes through the air ducts. Like you are inhaling that secondhand smoke. Um, I think you have cause for legal action. And you should definitely try to get her kicked out.
2: The landlord needs to yes. have a step beyond warning. You're saying that they've been, she's been issued yes. multiple warnings and okay, so there needs to be a consequence. The landlord,
1: like most landlords, doesn't care about your health and safety. So you're gonna have to make it very real. If you have a relative or a friend who's a lawyer, I would just have them draft like a scary letter on, yeah. on letterhead and just have them send that. Because yeah. you pay fees to live there and you pay rent to live there and that's not what you agreed to. Mm-hmm. End of story. So she can either kick rocks, Uh, die or stop smoking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Kick it. By the way, I, I I lived in a condo and we had an absolute fucking nightmare of a tenant who was one of those people that just moved places so they could sue people and they sued our HOA. He claims that he, we had like a roof that was leaking and he suggested we fix it in a certain way and because we didn't, he claims he slipped so hard in his carpeted unit, he was in a neck brace for like a year. I wrote him a scathing email, but was, and I just left. Yeah. I just sold it. I was like, goodbye. But it is, that's the tricky thing about condos is like you are stuck with these people. Mm-hmm. But you have more power in a condo than you do an apartment.
2: Yeah. Okay. Eliza, if you've gotten to the point in a relationship where you no longer want to touch his dick, does that mean you should break up? I'm a girl, I'm 23 and my boyfriend is 25. We've been dating for a year and a half and lately the thought of sex with him doesn't make me as excited as it used to. Could it be boredom during these COVID slash quarantine times or does this mean the relationship is over? I love him and we still have a great time together since he's my best friend, but help. I don't think it's abnormal
1: to, like, lose a little bit of the magic. I mean, you are young, so you should be, like, having sex. But if you've been quarantined with someone, like, this is not not the sexiest thing. I would find other ways to bond. But there's also the version where you're 23 and you want to fuck other dudes. I've definitely broken up with someone over that. So, I don't know. Give it a beat. Mm. It could be both. It could be one of those.
2: Yeah, I don't think you need to break up right now. I think you can see how this is in another couple months. Yeah, get drunk,
1: see what happens. And if you're still not into him, then whatever. But these are weird circumstances. You can't see, you can't figure anything out. Nothing, it's, the truth is not clear.
2: Yeah. Okay, okay, Hi, Eliza. I just went through a horrible breakout that sent me into a bad depression. A male friend of mine, who I went on a couple dates with years ago, started being flirty and was helping me feel better by talking on the phone a few times a week. He came to visit me recently and we had some alcohol and one thing led to another. My behavior wasn't the greatest after, but then he full on kissed me goodbye the next day after hugging me twice. The next day. So he slept over. Yeah. Got it. He's barely texted or called since. I don't want a relationship with him and I'm still reeling from losing the man I'm in love with before this, but he's hurting me by being distant and I feel used. Should I talk to him about it or let it go and just do me?
1: I, you are kind of all over the place right now, and uh, you probably had some like weird sex, and just because he hugged, he was probably just trying to be nice. Yeah. If you don't want to, what your feelings are hurt because you feel used, like you said, um, I would give it, a, I mean, obviously it's been a little bit, but what outcome do you want from reaching out to him?
2: Uh-huh.
1: What do you, really want, because what you did in many ways is no different than what a lot of men do to women. Like you you used him to like fill a void for the evening, literally and metaphorically. So what is it that you want? You want him, I know what you want. You want him to say to you, hey, it was a great time. I'm totally cool to let you use me. Uh, I I think you're absolutely beautiful and I'll be here later. I mean, we could still be friends. You probably won't get the perfect answer. So just leave it. Everybody's allowed to have bad hookups and it doesn't matter. Yeah, and you know what? Even in a year, it'll be even better when you're just like, "Hey, Charlie, you know, I was in a really weird place and I acted like a monster." Mm-hmm. But he might like it. Just leave it. You're gonna have plenty of these in life, and the older you get, the less you realize you have to comment on it. I had really bad sex one time with someone that I had a crush on, and it was so bad on both of our parts. And I don't see that person anymore. They don't live here, but I saw them a couple months ago randomly in the street, and. It was like this thing, The sex was bad. And then I texted him like after and I was like, that was bad sex. You owe me. He's like, absolutely a failure on both of our parts. So there was kind of like this joke that it would, you know, but it doesn't matter. It's years later. And it's like, who cares that we had bad, like nobody cares. Do I
2: know this person? Yeah. No. Oh.
1: Um, It's not as serious as society wants you to take it. And plus you're not even into him. So by the way, and if the roles were reversed and it were a dude and like, he like failed to perform and he was just like bad, at, he never would call you to say, by the way, that wasn't my best. I just hope that we're cool. Just let it
2: alone. Yeah. she's. You're Nothing's just feeling really vulnerable yeah. and upset about everything. And it's going to be fine. It's fine. Leave this guy alone. Because what's he going to say? Like, no, I know. Yeah,
1: it was like, you're like, it was just shitty. And he'll be like, yeah, it was bad. You were bad. And you're like, I was bad. It was you. Yeah. You're just not in your right mind. We've all had phases where we're just maniacs. I dated people for months and I've just been in like the worst place. And I look back and I'm like, hey, I was maybe a little scattered. Give it some time and some perspective and you won't even care. Just don't. And also, there's also
2: the version where he really likes you. Yeah. And he's... Just leave I'm it alone. I'm worried about that version. Just leave it yeah. alone. Okay. Hello, baby arm Eliza Scott. Hello. Okay, Scott, did you listen... Have you listened to the episode with your mom yet? No. So Scott put the Top of the Cobb song behind her singing because oh, you know so she cute. kind of half sang it. He always does like these... He'll do these fun little musical cues. Little audio
1: Easter eggs. I miss
2: Scott. I miss <sighs> Scott. I'm currently. A I do female. too. Sorry, I don't know why I paused. I, I do too. I love Scott. <laughs> I'm currently a female, 21 years old, and just contacted an artist. Wait, were you not in the past, and do you not plan on being in the future?
1: You don't have to say you're currently a female unless it's like. I think it's like because we
2: wonder who's who. I am female. You don't need currently. I'm okay. a woman. I'm, I'm. Well, maybe I'm currently 21. I am female. 21 year old female. I am 21 year old female. <laughs> Touch my
0: breasts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just contacted an artist to do a sketch of a superhero character I created. I am a novelist, so my creations tend to live in my head or in words, and this is the first time I've seen my hero in a visual medium. The problem is I'm incredibly (laughs) anxious when emailing the artist back and forth. The artist is super nice, dope, and talented, but I think my anxiety lies in the fact that I feel too young to be doing this. I've written and self-published two novels already, and I'm working on three and four respectively. I figured now was a good time to invest in myself and my brand, but I constantly have this seed that I'm too young and too inexperienced to be taking such big steps to set myself up for future success. Is this a female thing, an age thing? I know growing pains are pains, but this feels more awkward and uncomfortable than anything I've done before. Any advice for how to get over this and own my power and talent? Comments. love yeah. the podcast and all your specials They never fail to make me belly laugh and I always feel better after watching listening
1: yeah look at Greta Thunberg yeah I'm just saying like if you no I always stand by this forget her for a second nobody knows anything and mm-hmm. the level the the age for attaining success keeps getting younger and younger okay mm-hmm. um, I can't believe I'm saying that that YouTuber like Jojo Siwa or whatever yeah 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 she's 17 yeah. 18 and like that girl obviously runs shit like yes she has a mom who's doing stuff but like You can step into your power at whatever age. And you'll look back at that and be like, what was I talking about? But you're talking about imposter syndrome, which is what like a lot of people talk about where you're like, I don't think I should be saying this. You're paying this artist. Mm -hmm. Fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. They don't know. When I step out on stage, they don't know what I was feeling that day. They don't know it's a half-baked premise. It It doesn't matter. Plus you're paying him. So that's a transaction and you have that say. Uh, you don't want to be what will make people not respect you and what will, will make it a self fulfilling prophecy is if you're hemming and hawing. You're like, I don't know. And I'm just so you've gotten this far. Something propelled you this far to write those novels. Yeah. You're having a moment of self doubt. But look around, there are people younger than you that are just running shit, uh, that are in charge of their lives. And there's no reason you can't be that. Once you realize you're no different than everyone else who's taking charge, why not you?
2: And it's the best, getting this artwork made, like I, before I even started my podcast that has no sponsors that I do alone, I got art made for it. Wait, which
1: one? Tasteless or the spinoff, Strong Female Lead? Both on the same
2: feed and use the same art that I paid someone on Fiverr, like $200 for branding and he gave me all the PSDs and he gave me colors and then I looked legitimate. And then I trick people into thinking that I'm a real journalist. Like it it makes such a difference as opposed to you like drawing your characters on MS paint. Like that's such a cool thing that you, you are creating something. It's an investment in
1: your future. It is no different than getting business cards made up. Mm -hmm. It's no different than
2: an actor just
1: starting out getting headshots. Yes. You will look back at those in five years and be like, "Ew, what was, what was that? But this is what it needs to be done now and you're giving yourself a leg up more than yeah. somebody else that doesn't have the artwork because that just makes somebody else visualize it even better.
2: Right, and it shows that you have a faith in your work. It allows for there to be yes. other properties, comic book, TV show, whatever. Like it, it gives people even further investment into what you've created
1: having confidence and it doesn't have to be you don't have to have uh an inflated ego or anything but i've talked about this before like which surgeon do you want to see the one that's like we're gonna get that tumor removed no problem i'll be out of there in an hour or the one that's like i don't know my hands get so sweaty i don't even know <laughs> when i should
2: be here but i guess you're going to sleep now night night it is weird how that is a real attitude people have in business. Like, it's it's know. alpha shit. Like,
1: who do you want to listen to and follow? And who do you mm-hmm. want to hear advice from? Someone that's hemming and hawing or someone's like, here's what you should do. Yep. So, yeah, you be that. Keep it up. You're not, by the way, you're not saving lives. It's just getting a drawing done and you're writing your books. Yeah. You're an author, get an agent. They'll do all the all the big fights for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, we got an important message in from Alex, Okay. Emily Eliza Tofu, I don't know if you'll ever see this, but do I have a story for you? Roots and Tootsen is one of my fave episodes, howling, <laughs> laughing. My best friend has a three-month-old baby, and a couple days ago, she was like, oh, man, last night was rough. The kid cried hysterically for half an hour and then unleashed these insane adult-sounding farts. <laughs> I asked if she had been eating anything different. No, she says, just some cereal. I know she likes original kashi, but I also know <gasps> that she has been trying to up her fiber. Oh, I why? asked her if, perchance, she was eating kashi Goldlink Crunch, and she was like, "Yes." I said, the "That's what's doing it." it.
1: Yeah. You're gonna that baby's I, gonna fart in the next week. I said, "Baby's her, gonna
2: blow out its baby butthole." I
0: sent her the podcast
2: episode. Oh my god! And she showed the the text where she sent the links to the websites we talked about. Oh my god! And she that said, "Poor baby, all the handy links you mentioned. Only now do they believe me. If it weren't for your podcast, my poor god." son would still be getting kashi go oh okay oh my kashi go lean crunch tainted breast milk and farting up a storm so the baby's not eating it it's tainted with bits of
1: taint cuz that's what it blew out on its way
2: through <laughs> the baby's not eating it but the mom is and the mom has <laughs> oh my god it to the baby. that's how
1: powerful it is <laughs> That's how powerful that goalie crunch is.
2: I'm so glad that number one, that Alex shared this with us, that Alex remembered our important PSA and shared it with this new mother. And that it
1: was called Rootsin' and Tootsin'.
2: That there was a baby out there just farting adult man farts. That's that's so much gas
1: for a little baby.
2: To the point that this woman was like, something is wrong. Like, I feel like when you have a baby, you're probably just like, it's just poop. Everything's going berserk. But you're like, this is wrong. Something is wrong here.
1: You know what? That's a great prank. Take a bunch of Kashi Golding Crunch and like coat it, it in chocolate. No, and like make it like granola at a party and just like hand it out and just watch people unleash and burn through their pants. <laughs>
0: <Jeez.
1: sighs> it's horrible. I had to make that noise. <laughs> oh my god, I feel so bad for that bait. That baby is gonna have PTSD for the rest of its life. <laughs> that
0: baby's, that baby's never hurts. eating beans.
1: That baby doesn't have a butthole. <laughs> anymore.
2: It just is loose. Oh it's my- uncinched.
1: Yeah. It's just like, like, it's just a hanging prolapse rectum.
2: Better than it happens, like, at least when you're a baby, like, someone's wiping your butt for you. It's
1: just a piece of wet turkey. (laughs) Flapping. Oh, Oh, that poor baby. Yeah, for those of you who are new to the podcast, check out Rootsin' and Tootsin', which is basically chronicles the time that I ate.
2: Crunch.
1: yeah, of, he, of a normal cereal called Kashi Golden Crunch, and it ripped out my colon. And you
2: wondered you were like something's wrong. Something's with me. wrong. And with we me. we and I go, I was like, well, have you been eating anything Something differently? Is we wrong Google with me. you Google Kashi Golin Crunch, and you get these forums of people that are just like, I like to I love it so much, and I won't stop eating it. So I send my family away to a hotel, yeah. and I eat it. And I, I was
1: I was in church, and the Lord looked down <laughs> on me with vengeance for disrupting the service. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. type in Kashi Goling Crunch farts yeah and just and listen to the roots and Intuition uh, episode. Oh man, that was early on. it was a very it's early. not I wasn't even embarrassed because I was like, this is so unholy
2: and and it's so fucking weird. It's
1: so weird that a cereal could affect you like this Well what I
2: love is the people that truly are like, I'm not gonna stop eating it so I just wait for my time. You know what it's
1: like? It's like people that are addicted to coffee enemas.
2: Oh. So. And they just do it in secret. Like the wife and kids are at her mother's time I'm to have a bowl of gosh Ripping like a
1: hole in that couch, <laughs> hungering down, yeah. jetting
2: off to the moon. Oh God. Poor baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to and, baby. I just the thought of a baby doing an adult man fart.
1: And you just hear the baby go, excuse me.
2: <laughs> the baby excuse doesn't me. know what's happening you know, to it. Do you know. Doesn't know that it's coming from it. Tofu seems like someone who would fart and then be scared. She doesn't fart. This dog does
1: not smell. She doesn't. She can take huge dumps and like never, (laughs) almost never gets any on
2: her lily white fur. (laughs) She said it. I'm trying. All right. Anonymous. (laughs) What would you do if you find out a friend of yours is pro-life. My friend, a woman just dropped this bomb today. And to me, that sentiment is basically a friendship killer. I'm extremely pro-choice and against anyone who tries to regulate a woman's body. I know I can just hashtag let it fade, but I'm curious if this has ever happened to you and how you would react if it did love you guys.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm sure I have friends (sighs) that have different, there's all different things you can disagree on all different Mm -hmm. types of political, social, political things. It's interesting to me, yeah, everybody has those one or two issues that it's like a game changer, game ender for you. Yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't be friends with someone who like, was super racist
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or, you know, um, or someone who hated Jews. Like That's really difficult for me. Um, I would ask her, what does that mean to her? Mm. A- and I have this conversation with, I don't have this conversation, I think about this with Christian people. I'm like, you know, you like me, but if you think I'm going to hell, I kind of don't want to be friends with you. I don't care if you love Christ as your Lord and Savior. I don't care, whatever. But if you really think like I'm inferior or I'm dumb or I'm genetically, like if you think bad things about me, Mm -hmm. despite all the things you know about me, then it obviously leaks into other things. So I would ask her because there is a version. And look, I am fiercely pro-choice. And people tend to think that means like, oh, I want babies dead. No, no, no. I just so desperately want every woman to have the choice to keep that baby or not. That's the difference. And being pro-life, she might just mean it, to her, she might mean it as like, oh, I just think those babies should live um, and I don't care what other women do. And and see, that's still being pro-choice, which she might not get. It still means that she has that choice and you would respect that. It always comes down to Whatever your beliefs are, do you respect mine enough to let me have them? As long as I'm not hurting anyone, which I, I get it. You know, an abortion in effect is getting rid of something, but I don't care. No. Uh, so ask her what that means. Mm-hmm. And ask her truly, like, do you really believe in limiting other women who you don't know their choices? And then give her this scenario. And I know people hate, they're like, don't bring up the rape thing. 15-year-old girl, 20-year-old girl, and yeah. you're raped? Yeah. Should you have to raise that baby? Should you have to give birth to that baby? Mm-hmm. And if she really thinks that you should, then go on to ask her like, as a taxpayer, do you want to pay for that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like sometimes it's a, uh, it's very easy to just be religious and be like, that's just what I believe. And people don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. But that's up to you if you want to still be friends with her. Right. Is she
2: like leaving bomb threats at the Planned Parenthood? Like what is her,
1: what does this mean to her? Because
2: by the way, you can't die on every hill.
1: And I actually take it as a huge compliment when, sorry, and I get this a lot. Fans will be like, I don't agree with you on everything, but I love you. And I think that that's a sign of evolution. Um, That being said, you know, I'm super Black Lives Matter. But then every once in a while, like if I see a black person tweeting about Louis Farrakhan, I'm always like, do you know that he wants someone like me dead? Like, do you know that like there's a lot of anti-Semitism built into a lot of the things that you espouse? Most people don't look beyond their own self-interest. So ask her and then ask yourself if that's really a deal breaker. Because um, I think what we lack in this country is conversations.
2: Yes, yes. I, it's like how I, I give people who are Scientologists a bigger pass if they were raised in it. You know, somebody like an Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Moss where I'm like, okay, you have not had to think about, it just has been part of your life forever. So maybe she's just always, no, oh, I'm pro-life and she hasn't thought about the implications. So a conversation is good. And even if
1: she says that, you know, this question, can you be friends with someone who you know votes against? And by the way, you know, don't be a martyr. She's not, you probably have access to, I don't know anything about you, but- you seem smart enough. You probably have access to affordable female health care. So are you standing up for those around you? Are you super socially active? Just think like, is this friendship worth it? Um, or do you get to have healthy debates about it?
2: A rabbi and a priest walking into a bar. Okay, okay. Please keep this anonymous. Bit of an awkward and disturbing one here. Okay. I'll keep it anonymous. Hank. My brother is older than me and he has always been pretty socially awkward and very smart. A few years ago, during a family vacay, he asked to talk to me privately. He basically told me in so many words that he was sexually attracted to me. Doesn't want us to, quote unquote, lose interest in each other. He called me hot and asked why he can't give me back rubs like I had asked him to do once in the past over my clothes while I sat on the floor. When I rejected him, he stopped talking to both me and my mom. He claims my mom abused him when he was little by taking away a toy. Seriously. Okay. Since then we started talking again a very little bit, but he's still not talking to my mom. Anyway, my question is, is it worth trying to fix this relationship even though he refuses to seek professional help? Nope. By the way, he refuses to come to my wedding because he can't be civil with my family for the day. Should I just cut my losses? Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's Your brother has a mental disorder and uh, there's also the version where your mother abused him and he's like unable to say it. So, but let's say that that didn't happen. Let's bar out any sort of family abuse that mm-hmm. happened. And I'm not a doctor. So I'm saying like, yes. what if that, uh, your brother needs serious psychological help. Serious, yeah.
2: serious psychological help. And if he's help. refusing to see someone, you it's cannot engage get with him yes. until he sees someone. And you need to make that very clear to him. And,
1: and, and then cut it off. Uh, and you need to inform your parents and they need to get involved. I don't know if you need an intervention or whatever, but you can't, uh, trust someone like that won't go off the rails or have an episode. I don't know what I can't diagnose him. I'm not a doctor, but definitely this is not something th- you don't want him in your life.
2: No the um, the lack of the, the fact that he told you and was just like what yeah. what's up like something is wrong. He everything else help. I could forgive.
1: That's v- deeply wrong. Yeah, and there's nobody who would disagree with me. No, unless you he absolutely into, needs help. Unless you're into fucking your sister, in which case you would disagree.
2: And I think that it's until he's willing to address that this is a problem, you can't bring it up to your parents.
1: There is a version where he was abused and nobody's talking about it. But if he wasn't, get your parents involved. You do not have to fight this battle alone. Hard pass. Only Uh, make out a little bit. Next question.
2: No, make a little bit. Okay. Give him kisses. Techie Forever, Caitlin says, I have been binging old ghost adventure episodes and they investigated the USS Hornet. Did you have any weird experiences while filming there? Did you know this was a ghost spot?
1: I know someone who, I know the person who edits that show, actually. That's really interesting. And I voted them for one of the Emmy categories just because I know the person who works on it. Um, No, I didn't have any experiences. So there's your answer. Check it. <laughs> I think a lot of times too, like Queen Mary, you go into it knowing the stories, so you expect to see and hear things. I mean, it's a creaky old ship. I also was not alone. You it were with filled filled so many lights, with a thousand people, yeah. lights. I was freezing, but also sweating. I didn't have time. I think if a ghost came up, I'd be like, not now. I'm really uncomfortable, and I'm working on my act. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I come. I don't think I'm vulnerable, and I don't think ghosts want to mess with me because. I don't have like a weak energy.
2: I my family are not ghost people at all, but uh, our our We're ghost f- people our feral cat that we've had for fifteen years passed away a couple of days ago, and my parents have been like so genuinely devastated because they thought she was getting better, and and she would bite people. She drew blood. Like the vets refused to see her sometimes. She Manip. was A maniac. Maniac. And they have been hearing phantom chirps. And neither of them is a liar and neither of them is like into that stuff, but they both have separately told me that they have heard like her little chirp sound. I mean, (laughs) yeah, maybe she has some unresolved
1: business.
0: (laughs)
2: I'm like, that's so, it's weird. I think also you set yourself up. Like you said, like, you know, you ever get like a phone phantom vibration. You'll think your phone is, you're getting a text and then there's nothing. Absolutely. I think we set ourselves up for those experiences and you went into the Hornet not thinking about it at all. Exactly. I think you, people get haunted when they want to be haunted. Of course, there are supernatural
1: things that happen, but uh, no, I was definitely very focused and not paying attention mm-hmm. to that weird creature that was sitting on the ceiling.
2: <laughs> okay, I've got an anonymous one. It's a little long, but I think the context is important. Uh, I work at a gas station for a major grocery store chain. Uh, Costco, I work at mid- Costco. That's the only one that's got <laughs> gas station. <laughs> I'm a mid-20s male college dropout. The majority of my work. I am male. Mid (laughs) 20s. I am male. The majority of my work is done in a tiny one room kiosk where a glass metal wall separates me from the customers. It's glass metal. I think, I mean, glass slash metal. metal. (laughs) So it's glass metal. I know. It's simultaneously exactly as trashy and not as trashy as you think. <laughs> I'm the supervisor here with about six to seven other associates in my department. I have a manager who does all this scheduling, disciplining, hiring the books while I'm the one physically out at the kiosk running the day-to-day and trading the new hires. Back in late December, we hired a woman in her late 50s to 60s who used to work for an airplane manufacturer, but has since retired and is working simply to get some extra fun money and stay active. I fucking can't stand her. I thought that her previous engineer experience would mean she would learn things quickly like my other much younger guys have done before. But she's been a great disappointment. This Is she an engineer? I mean, she was. She was an engineer. Yeah, now she's she's working at a gas station. Yeah. This job is easy. Been in retail slash food service for 10 years. This is the easiest job I've ever gotten. I would constantly have to retrain her on register menuing. Anytime I have to teach her anything, she always says, well, I've never heard that before, so that's why I didn't know. You did hear that before, lady. I was the one who taught you that. For the first few months, I couldn't leave her by herself because she would fuck up the register every time I walked away for five minutes. Besides that, whenever I worked a shift with her, she would go on and on about herself unprompted for hours. Aww. There was an incident where she slipped and fell on some ice going over to an area she shouldn't have gone to. And now, since she didn't go to the doctor right away, she has a permanent knee injury, which means she can't perform some crucial chores that need done. Manager said that's fine. Can't kick her out for that. She went, Really? She once talked about her knee every hour for seven hours. Ugh. She drives me crazy, hits every button that annoys me, and I can't get rid of her. My manager is sympathetic and schedules her shifts, not with me, so I don't have to interact with her as much. But I know that's not sustainable with a small work crew like this. I really tried to work with her for so long and I've just given up. How can I learn to tolerate a coworker that I can't stand on any level? Now, this question came in a while ago and I replied and was like, Is this still valid? And he was like, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say something that's like help adjacent, but we have a way of writing off older women in our society, whether it's men just not seeing women as they get older because they're not as valuable sexually or kind of being annoyed at them. You know, if this were like a suit, I, you sound like a pretty practical, like level-headed guy, but if this were like a girl you were attracted to, like it probably wouldn't irk you as much. You're like, here, look, I'm trying to run my shit and do my job. It sucks because I, I actually feel bad for her because especially as you get older, like technology kind of leaves you behind. Mm. And I know that POS systems are not always intuitive. Uh And as you get older, like when you're little, you can play Super Mario blindfolded. Um, But even now, like certain apps, I'm like, wait, how does this work? Tech becomes less intuitive and having to learn things that for you are intuitive because you're younger than her. It's probably just hard for her. The fact that she was an engineer is irrelevant because she's not, that's actual like calculating and problem solving. And this is like a POS system. So what? I'm trying to talk. Keep
2: you keep I taking an air. In my eye. No, I have an eyelash. I don't. That's why I lean back. Oh my
1: god! So, you know, there's that, and it does sound like she's a little lonely, and she just wants to. You know, this obviously isn't the job for her, hmm. but is there a way you could like maybe t- go out to lunch with her? Like, if you could find the humanity in it, you ever get like annoyed with someone, and or or you ever fall in love with someone, and they weren't attractive at first but then because you love them they're attractive like an animal you find like ooh, and then you start to love and you're like oh my god it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. the way in which you look at someone you get less annoyed if it's your friend Mm -hmm. you know it's we have more tolerance and compassion when there's like some empathy there so I wonder what if you knew a little bit more about her home there's a version where she's just fucking annoying and everyone abandoned her because she's the worst but what if you found out she lived alone what if you found out her husband died, her kids don't call. And like, this was her only interaction of the day.
2: You know, I, I just, what if there's that? I think there's, that being said, I give no one a second chance, but still. There's nothing to be done for the fact that she is just talking about herself for hours. Some people are like that and it's exhausting and I hate it. And I would guess that well, talking- how do you work for me? you're not just sitting here. There are people that I'm like, oh God, I don't want to get on the phone with them because yes. I know they're just going to, you know. Because you invite that kind of behavior though. I, people love Well, because you want to be polite, but there's nothing you can really do about that besides try to not just like let it wash over you. But when it comes to her not doing the job, I would guess that because she was an engineer and she's just doing this for fun that she thought it was going to be so easy. And now she's probably a little embarrassed that it's not. And so she's not asking questions and she's not clarifying because she feels like she should know it. So when you are training her for the 80th time, I would make it very clear, like I would really buddy, buddy, like, if you have any questions or like, I know when I used to do this, I would have a tough time with this. And it was only when I learned this that I remembered to do this. Cause I think she's not going to ask questions cause she thinks this should be easy. Like maybe college kids are doing it. Why right. can't I do it? There's that. I think she's probably, that's, I think it's a great point. She's probably a
1: little embarrassed. She's like, well, cause that's the, the excuse she would give is, well, I didn't know that mm-hmm. if you knew it, you would just do it. Or if it were easy, Yeah maybe a retraining day, you know, it, it sucks because you can't really have your boss be like, look some people have complained that you, whatever, because it sounds like a personality flaw. If there's a way to find some common ground with her or some compassion, I think it will help with you in terms of tolerating her more. Mm -hmm. So like when Emily started working here, I was like, oh my God, this girl. No. (laughs) So I think you need to work on ways that you can adapt versus just being annoyed. Because like, what if that was your mother? Like that might be someone's mother. And she's just like, Trying to stay busy and not get early dementia.
2: Right. So just, and this is the best part of her day. She's like, I'm going to go talk to so yes. and so. Also, I'm
1: just from being a comic, I'm really good at tuning people out, but I also really revel in like if I go to a meeting and somebody's awful, I love like racking it up in my head how awful they're being. Like if someone's annoying, I yeah. love just keeping tabs in my head. Like, oh my God, is anybody else hearing how annoying this is? I, I enjoy. Being annoyed.
2: I definitely do like sending texts about other coworkers oh, to other coworkers. Get a buddy
1: and just start a thread and it will be such a sweet release. Yeah. But try to, what if that were your mom?
2: Totally. I, yeah. I mean, I get totally why you're annoyed.
1: She probably was so scared, by the way. Like you're coming from, you, look, you're a 20 something dude. Like she probably was so scared when she hurt her knee
2: and like. But lo- also she shouldn't have gone out near the trash. I don't, I don't know. She wasn't supposed to. It was an off limits area.
1: Okay, she could have fallen anywhere. Mm. And as you get older, like my neck hurts now and I'm pretty sure I'm dying. So as you get older, like getting your mobility taken away from you is a very scary thing. So just try to maybe talk to your own mother and see if she could like hammer some empathy into you. Uh, That's my answer. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I totally get being annoyed, especially at work. It's supposed to be like a chill job. Yeah. She just needs somewhere to go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree.
1: Think of her. Think of her this way: you're inside and it's warm, and there's food, and she's out in the rain and she's cold. She's like, I don't have a family, and and I just, I don't, I'm confused, and I don't know. And you're just like, don't come in here. She's like, love, I I just, I hurt my knee.
2: I think there's also a frustration. I don't like change, and this person had a really easy job where they knew exactly what to do, and he would just get it done, and then like screw around on his phone, and now he has to train this woman, and she's there, so you got to work for a living.
1: Okay, give her this voice. I'm just cold and and my, just give her that voice. Think of it, and uh-huh. you'll you'll start to have more compassion. Right. She's
2: like, I'm hungry. I brought my own. Even lunch. if you just think of it as you're doing sometimes these people will call yes. me that I don't want to talk to, always. and I will talk to them. And I'll be like, you know what? I just did a good deed. And by the way, the
1: amount of feedback I get from everyone that's like, by the way, your assistant Emily's so sweet. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to Emily. <laughs> But she they she make people feel good. So maybe. Like, what's the best you could make her feel? Mm. And I bet you, you get a different version of her. Yeah. And I bet she feels this from you. I'm just, I'm so, my family doesn't visit and I hurt my knee and I'm so hungry and cold and I don't have any friends and I go home. I hope I don't die in my
2: sleep. Oh,
0: God. Please okay. Don't let well, down. I, I love coming to work and
1: seeing everyone.
2: You too, Jewel. Is his name Jewel?
1: I don't know. Yes, his
2: name is Jewel. jewel. That's a human man name <laughs> that people have. I am Jewel, male, 20 something jewel. Mid 20s Jewel. Kick it. Uh, top of the Cob time. It's time for the Cob. It's the top
1: of the Cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the Cob. Uh, My top of the Cob and bottom of the Cob are one. Several months ago, Un, unaware that it would take this long, I ordered one of those paint by numbers. Um, and
2: shout out to Marcella who has been giving me tips on this canvas. No, you know what?
1: Do yours first because it's gonna it's gonna sink a giant and turd to her. Why are you talking on the side moved. of the microphone? It's fine. It's a unidirectional microphone. You do your top oh. of the cob because let me g- to do You are it? gonna okay. lay an
2: egg, and it's gonna be such an energy suck. And I okay. have to bring it back up. My top of the cup is uh, uh as much as this quarantine is horrible I've been feeling so creatively fulfilled by my podcast by your separately job. from you by your job I mean the job I love we have been as as we've been busier than ever at at your ever? at the Eliza company so <laughs> that's kept me from feeling kind of listless but I think on the weekend when I can't go anywhere it's really easy to be upset, but because I have this other thing that I'm working on and I'm like trying to make cool social pieces yes. for it. Like it gives me something where I'm like, Ooh, I did something new. I always say
1: dive into personal projects as hobbies. Don't yes. just jerk around. And
2: and to do like, I, I edited this video myself and I had to download all mm-hmm. these softwares and I was like, I don't know if this is good. And I put it in this little Dropbox folder I sent to my first guest and she shared it Like she shared the picture and then a couple days later she shared the video and I was like, oh, she liked that video that I made. You're doing it for yourself. My bottom of the cob is another guest on Strong Female Leads just texted me to tell me. Texted you? Yeah, we're buds now. Oh, Jesus. We recorded the other night. She just texted me a warning. And that warning is Tago Bell is taking potatoes off the menu in addition to other items. So my sub- Cheesy her episode is coming out not for a while, but we talked for two hours and we talked about Taco Bell hacks, including sub potatoes for beef on a cheesy Redita Crunch. Taco Bell is getting rid of all potatoes. Why? pandemic reasons. They're getting rid of potatoes. They're getting rid of quesaritos. They're getting rid of loaded grillos. They're getting rid of the beefy Frito Wait, burrito. Wait, did you say
1: loaded grillos? Grillers. Uh-oh. Getting
2: rid of the triple-layer nacho. These are my items. Why? Spice tostada. This rumor, rumor that they're all... What will I do now? My potato sub. Now I got to get... What do I do? Your other hobby. Who will feed me if not your, Taco Bell? Your potato
1: sub. It's just a potato with a spiked collar and a leash. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I'm really sorry
2: that that's happening to you. I don't. That's I, unacceptable right, that they would easy. take out potatoes when that's like what well, I don't want their meat. What I want it? potatoes. We'll get the veggie meat. There's not veggie meat their at meat, Taco Bell. Meat. Your
1: eyes are red <laughs> and she's spitting and she's taking her little baby arm and she's hitting the desk. <sighs>
2: Yeah. At least the news was broken to me by an actress that I'm obsessed with and not by. Could just be great if people just wore fucking masks and we
1: could just go back to life. But uh, the people who eat Taco Bell are the reason for this. <sighs> I wear my mask. And then
2: you know what Taco Bell does that makes no, me upset I do in the my pandemic? pandemic. Right, let me just tell you real quick. They put your food and drink in a bucket now, and they hold the bucket out so that your hands don't actually accidentally brush when you take no. the bag from them. They hold out the bucket and then you retrieve from the bucket. I can't help but think, but
1: a lot of these measures are just insane and don't actually help. And I'll tell you, <laughs> like I have a, a like the, the skin doctor I go to, um, they made up this, a lot of regulations are sort of made up and you're just like, okay, this is actually, wearing a mask I understand, but then some stuff you're like, you're just wasting a lot of, I walk it's, and I go once a week to get, I haven't gone in a while. But I would go once a week to get my face lasered to have smooth skin. And I walk in and they're like, we need you to put on new gloves and a new mask. And I'm like, I can't wear my mask, which everybody else in there. No. And I go, why do I need gloves? I'm walking through a lobby into a room that's been sanitized for me. And then the doctor's coming in.
2: And you're not touching stuff. I'm not touching
1: anything. And I I call, I think I said this on the podcast. I called the head nurse and I said, I'm going to have to um, return the package that I bought. I can't, I can't. Every week put a pair of latex gloves into the garbage mm-hmm. simply because you've made up these rules and I all of a sudden my mask isn't good enough. It's not i I'm not it's not there's no surgery. It's not that kind of doctor. It's like you're so it's an elective beauty treatment. And
2: you're going in wearing a mask. They're going not like please mask. put on a mask no. and you're like, no, I must into breathe. a sterilized room that yeah. the,
1: that somebody cleans each time and the doctor said it's fine, she doesn't have to do it. Yeah. Which means they put those practices in to make sure they covered their bases, but you know, and that's not like questioning a mask. That's just saying like, is this a little ridiculous? Yeah. So, and yeah, nobody's getting COVID because I touched a couch and then they sat on that couch and then licked their own hand. Like it's just whatever. Yum, yum. Um, You're top and before bottom. you spin it like, oh, so when it convinces you, no, I just can't rationalize. First of all, nobody's doing the plastic glove thing and I can't rationalize putting a pair of latex gloves on just to throw them out when I don't even need to. I'm not the doctor. Mm-hmm. can it. Get- Um
2: your So my top and the bottom of the cup, my top of the cup real quick, your bottom of the cup should be what your dog hath wrought upon your home. I don't know why your top and bottom are because
1: she took some dumps? I think she's just mad because Noah's gone and I think maybe she's stuck. I don't know. Sometimes animals poop on every rug in your house selectively. So, but you're real top of the bottom of the cob. So I ordered a paint by number and I, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, this will be great. Even though I said your hobby should always be productive. I was like, I don't mind taking a break. So I ordered it. It, ne- it didn't come and then Emily did research and it was like back ordered from China, mm-hmm. which is bullshit. Like don't advertise a product and then it comes four months later. I didn't get like a custom armoire. Like that's insane. So it came yesterday. And of course, because it's from China, they folded this canvas. So there's a big old crease down the middle because they're like, we don't care. We have no rights. So fuck your paint. Um, But so my top of the cob is, I have enjoyed painting it. Uh, My bottom of the cob is... I don't have an easel and so i painted it over the desk and that is the same pose that i am in if i'm texting or on the computer so my neck is just throbbing so i made a makeshift easel i used a ladder and i like rigged the canvas with a piece of rope so that i could stand and paint but the bottom of the cob is that my neck hurts from my hobby anyway and i'm not even gonna give you the name of this company because fuck them
2: we've talked about them on here what's it called fuck them We've talked about them. Lot. There are so many companies that do this because yeah. the, the woman that reached out to me, Marcella, that we were talking about it, she went with a different company. And she got her shit. But this one that you went with, there's literally a Facebook group for people, like a support group where they're like, yep. how do you make it uncreased? How do you, you know, it's just people talking. It's a real pain in the ass. You guys, that's the show. Thank you for writing in. We're
1: trying to get to all your questions as fast as we can. Remember, um, don't eat Kashi Golden Crunch. Bye-bye.